Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I'm Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a light-hearted look at the dark side of history. And today's topic is the S-Bahn Murders. A story about a serial killer that was loose in Berlin during the Second World War. We're going to talk about all of his dastardly deeds. But before we do, let me remind you that we are a true crime comedy podcast and we use adult language. So if um, that offends you, then... Uh, Go the- fuck yourself. That's what you can do. You can just don't let the door hit you in the ass on the podcast way. Well, or they could choose a different podcast. You know, there, there's there, there's fun podcasts out there, like They Walk Among Us, Canadian True Crime, Already Gone. They they, they don't use foul language. You know, and I'm going to tell you something, Timmy. Did you okay. see that New Yorker Magazine article where Ben was in it? Yeah, they it was very Among impressive. Us, Canadian True Crime. I believe Nina was in it. We, getting, we wasn't mentioned in that. We weren't mentioned, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm getting a little bit tired of being... Here's the thing. Uh-huh. People listen to us. They're ashamed to say it. <laughs> that might be Brandy. Yeah. They might be ashamed. You know what we are? We're, we're, like, we're like the person that you pick up in a bar, be they male or female or whatever... Oh, we're the naughty girlfriend, Brandy. No, we're the we're the we're the one we're the two we're the two drunk two o'clock in the morning podcast, Timmy. Oh, okay. That's what we're, we're kind of we're the side bitch podcast, Timmy. That's what we are. Maybe that's what should be our new logo or uh, our new uh, theme, Brandy. The side bitch podcast. Yeah, because people are like, "Oh, what do you think's good podcast? What do you think it is?" And people they just come around when they're drinking and yeah, horny. people start to say like, "Hit." Oh no, I don't understand history. Do we have Ooh, I heard about that. Ooh, no, I no, I wouldn't touch that one. Oh, I like, and then, I like NPR and uh, yeah, I like NPR. I like to walk, listen to Ben. If they yeah, walk, I like and who doesn't? Yes. You know, Ben's a respectable guy. But you know, when people want something dirty, Tim, mm. they come to us. Yeah, they so. come to us, but they won't admit it. So, what do you they think about that? Us being the side piece, Brandy. We're not. Yeah, we're not the ones people take home to their families. <laughs> yeah, they, that's a good you, reason for that. They they listen to us on Saturday night and they go to church on Sunday, uh, pretending see. it never happened to me. Well, I'm tired after, of the after a silk cord shower, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel kind of dirty now. <laughs> you but, are kind of dirty, Timmy. <laughs> let me introduce our panel. I am joined by the very lovely and talented, a woman who is known. Uh, throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent. She rules her kingdom with uh, love and mercy, Colonel. Well, the very lovely Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy? Well, that was nice, Brandy time. <laughs> she didn't even say how she was doing. I know. <laughs> how are you, Brandy? I, you know, Timmy, I'm not feeling well today. Boy, you just so you, I'm ready. He to... just got here. She she's been crabby, girl. Oh. I know you've been kind of kind of. Dude, I have been hit with more bullshit since I got here at work. Fuck, fuck. I've been just hit with bullshit, but and I don't feel well, and I feel like that I could use that as an excuse to just look at people and go, you know, fuck you, fuck you and your dumb bullshit, Susan. Get the yeah. fuck out of here with that shit. Because, you know, she would never do that if she was feeling well, Colonel. Yeah. No, yeah. I would have a little... I was going to say, on your best day, I've seen you do that, Doug. I know, but here's the thing. Like, when I'm having to deal with other vendors and things that people are not normally around me, I try not to... You know, when we have company in the building, I try not to act like try that. Try to put on your best But face. I just had, an, you know, I just had a 45-minute conversation about parking. 
I, it doesn't require 45 minutes. I don't know what's unclear about park on the street or park at the church. Well, where's the church? It's right next door. Yeah. The was place that, with the big cross in yeah, front of it, yeah. motherfucker. Well, what do you that, think it is? Is that going north? I don't fucking know. It's right yeah. fucking next door. <laughs> if you fucking go to the next building and make do a I fucking look like right. look like goddamn Navy SEAL Team what 6, motherfucker? I can't look up Magellan? at the sky. I don't yeah. fucking know. <laughs> go to the fucking next building, make a right. There's a parking lot. Well, how many parking spaces? Is it? Well, fucking 20. I don't fucking know. Here, here's, a qu- here's, here's your question or your answer. If you can't find a goddamn parking spot, you're probably not going to get hired well, for the job that you're coming here to apply for. And, well, and my whole thing was, you know what? If your if your staff is so fucking stupid that they can't find a fucking place to park, then fucking bus them in here. Get them a scooter. Get them a bike. Get them something. Then they helmets, don't have to worry about get parking. Get them some goddamn helmets. Get them some goddamn helmets. I almost so. got ran over by a scooter yesterday, <laughs> which is goddamn hilarious. <laughs> and I told Timmy, I said I would laugh my ass. Off. I would be so sad, but I would be laughing sadly. Well, you know, it, it scooter. You would this make is the a newspaper. To, scooter jacking is becoming a uh, thing now. I'm telling you, it was it was a it was a close call. You would make the news. I don't want to make, make the, news the news for that. You've been hit by every other mode of public transportation, Timmy. <laughs> Let me introduce Brandy. That was enough Brandy time, don't you think, Colonel? It was. Let it me was. introduce Brandy, a man who is known uh, as the moral compass of our of our podcast by no one. A, uh, a man who is uh, has been called an oasis in the desert of despair. Nope. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, He's Timmy. Not good, Timmy. And you know what? I'm going to just say something <laughs> else, too. I just got a request to slap the shit out of you, to be paid. Somebody's going to pay me to slap the shit out of you the next time you start singing the Bee Gees. <laughs> I'm like, I'd do that shit for free. All you had to do is ask. What one, was, one of now, our what listeners? kind of hateful yes. listener would do? It's all no, me. No. It was. That's for you, motherfucker, who didn't like it. <laughs> it was all I have. See, the, everybody likes my BG I, 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 I hear a lot of positive things about it. A lot of positive no, things. I hear nothing positive about it. You know, there's it been, modern Satan's asshole in this there, room. Oh. There's they, been a demand for us to do a little Gladys Knight and the Pips, Colonel. No, I don't. <laughs> Ready, Timmy? No. One, woo, woo. two, three. Woo, woo. Ugh. You know why, brother? We're going to do you know that. Why, at, we're going to do that at uh, DweebCon. You're going to be Gladys Knight, and Colonel and I are working on our uh, dance moves to be the pips. Oh, Perfect. I got some spandex pants coming yeah. through eBay. Spandex is never the answer. Mm, I've got oh, they're glittery, gold. I got, got a some scarf. platform shoes. We're not doing. Yeah. Wait a minute. We're not doing like in the Navy or the YMCA. We're doing <laughs> oh, the Pips do not like dress people. like that. The Pips had some badass oh, suits. It was all polyester. And none of it, well, but none of it was spandex. No, their pants was spandex. Pips be styling. No. The Pips were styling, but mm-hmm. they had poly, they were polyester pants. They weren't spandex. You know the thing. Pippin ain't easy. To no, me. it's not easy. <laughs> Brandy acts like it is. <laughs> Other right. than that, I'm doing wonderful, You're Timmy. You going on vacation next week, we understand? I'm going on vacation sometime. I'm not really sure when, but they'll just tell me when to no, get the car. No, I think it's next week. Let's not. I don't think it's next week. Okay. I think it's I'm, I'm pretty sure it next is. Couple, I, I'm pretty sure it <laughs> I is. I think it is, no. too. I he's don't gonna, know. He's going to show up to work. <laughs> His family will be gone. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I woke up and they were gone. Uh, Should I feed Rudy? No, we got uh, him. <laughs> jackass. We do want to say happy birthday to the lovely Renee. We missed, uh, we were, we had some technical difficulties last week, so we didn't get a podcast out. So happy birthday, Renee, and a belated happy birthday to Karen Barnes. And the twins. The twins had a birthday. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and yesterday was my brother Jason's birthday. Okay. So does he listen? No. Okay. Well, but happy, happy birthday to him. Happy birthday, Jim. Well, I called I called Tanner. You know, Tanner moved to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, Tanner, you got to get out of California because you just moved there, what, last week? And it's burning down. And I said, it's, it's just burning down around you. Just get back to Chicago. And he said, I can't, Dad. Everybody's dead there. In Chicago. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I had like, and he, he, he made a very good point. On the news, it says 70 people have been shot in Chicago uh-huh. this weekend, last weekend. Uh-huh. So far, 70 have been shot. Now, this was on Tuesday. Yeah, the weekend's over. And I said, and Tanner said, the week, I said to Tanner, the weekend's over. And he said, Dad, in Chicago, in Chicago, Dad, people don't go to the hospital right away for gunshots. It's like, here, it's like a bee sting. Oh, they got a 
I gotta be. I gotta finish watching your show. Yeah, sometimes I wait till Tuesday to go to because people get they get shot so many well, damn speaking times. Speaking of Chicago, like, we're gonna be in Chicago. We are. We're gonna, we're gonna do a dweeb with uh, our friend, Mr. Ben Finn. Yep, from They Walk Among Us. We might get who to, people mention. Charlie from Insight's gonna be there, and people uh, don't always mention Charlie. I think she's a little on the dirty side too. Oh, is she? No, no, no everybody they, talks about Charlie. Yeah, she's everyone wonderful. loves Charlie. It's you they don't like really. But anyway, let's talk about this guy. I want to do this Paul. It's you they don't like, really. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Ogerzaw, I think is how you pronounce his name, Brandy. Uh, well, I'll go with that. Okay. The Berlin S-Bahn. Brandy is a rapid transit railway system in and around Berlin, the capital of Germany. I know you knew that. It has been in operation under this name since December 1930. I bet you didn't know that, though. I didn't care. The S-Bahn connects the Berlin U-Bahn, which is the under, under, uh, underground rail, which is underground rail sorry, system serving Berlin and its suburbs. I just need to trust my script, you know? That's do they, what have, I need a, to do. Do they have the, the Berlin Cinnabon? <laughs> oh, oh that would be spectacular. It smells, they smell good. Yeah. You ever notice, though, you get it, and, and I don't want to. Oh, ne- it's like those f- roasted nuts. Like on like the streets in New York, mm-hmm. they smell great. But when you eat, but they what the fuck? <laughs> right. It's and, and That's you the same know way with the Cinnabon. The last time I got a Cinnabon, mm. I mean, you know, I try to watch my carbs, Kimmy, Kimmy, Timmy. He watches um, his carbs, Brandy. I watch my carbs. Go right. But in the last space. time I got a Cinnabon, if I would have ate the cardboard box with icing, it would have been better than the goddamn butt. <laughs> they know. smell good. They always disappoint you. You know what they are? Mm-hmm. Again, they're like. The person that it's two o'clock in the morning and you're drunk at the bar. Yeah. I always disappoint people at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I usually do too. Brandy, you could join us if you like. No, I don't disappoint people at two mm. in the morning. I'm asleep. All right. So today, the Berlin S Bahn consists of 15 lines serving 166 stations that runs over a total route of 206 miles, Brandy. They served over 395 million passengers in 2017. So now you know a lot about the German rail system. I feel no smarter for that. In the early 1940s, S-Bahn passengers lived in terror, Brandy, as a crazed serial killer was abducting, raping, and killing women who used the S-Bahn to travel around Berlin. That seems shitty. Don't you think crazed and serial killer are redundant? No, because you could have a perfectly normal serial killer. <laughs> Run-of-the-mill serial killer. Well-adjusted serial killer. General mill serial killer. Yeah. On. <laughs> it's like saying angry woman. It's with a C, right? <laughs> huh? General yes. Mills with a C. Thank gotcha. you. On January 30th, 1933, Brandy, German President von Hindenburg, your good friend. Yeah, clearly. And Nazi leader Adolf Hitler the chancellor of Germany, another one of your good friends. Mm. Uh, oh, he named he named uh, Adolf chancellor of Germany on January 30th, 1933. It probably was a cold day. It was in January. Say what you want, but uh, he kept the S-Bahn running on time, Timmy. Brandy's good friends with a lot of the head Nazis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On February 20th. 20- Her grandpappy lives still, he lives down in Argentina. Yeah, she's probably good friends with this Paul Ogrizal, too. On February 27, 1933, what? 1930, what? <laughs> the German Parliament, it burned down Brandy, and Allerson was to blame on communist extremists. How The motherfucker was made of concrete. How'd they burn that down? Yeah, I don't know. I saw it when I was over there. They got I this saw big, it. I know they burned it down, big, but it was like, made of concrete. Um, I don't know. It's, they got this big globe on it now. It looks really weird. I think it was all bullshit. I think they built that shit out of styrofoam because they were building it on the cheap, and then all of a sudden they caught it on fire. Because concrete don't burn like that. think there's a lot of styrofoam buildings in Germany, Brandy? I, I don't believe there are. <laughs> on March 24, 1933, the German parliament passed the Enabling Act, basically making Hitler dictator, dictator of the German Reich. On August 2, 1934... President von Hindenburg died, and Hitler assumed the role of chancellor as well as president. All this is getting to the war. On September 1st, 1931, German, I wish we would. German, German armed forces invaded Poland. Uh, of course, German armed forces, some of your good friends, Brandy. What the fuck? <laughs> Great Britain, 
and France, Char Chucks and I, good friends, mm -hmm. had a mutual defense treaty with oui, Poland. Oui. And uh, Poland, or Maja was over there. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if she was over there then. She wasn't that in, but. But her family probably was. Well, anyway, uh, the first, uh, Second World War started. In order to protect the citizens from bombing, uh, Berlin and other German cities instituted blackouts and air raid drills. Not, a now, blackout brandy? Well, not the blackout drunk you used to, oh. devil. <laughs> the really way, to way you turn the lights out, yeah. Uh, it's under these uh, the cover of these blackouts that the S-Bahn uh, killer committed his dastardly deeds, brandy. Dastardly. See how I'm weaving in history with all mm -hmm. you? I give, I'm yeah. giving your... We're trying to educate you, girl. Pay I'm attention. giving you your... I'm meeting your sadistic needs, but I'm trying to put a little <laughs> yeah. education. Let's not go crazy. We're trying to get you. We're trying to address your tingly parts because we know that when gruesome stuff happens, people get torn into shreds. That that's like, oh, that's that's your wheelhouse, there, devil. But we're trying to educate you too. Mm. I just want to say, we got this got cut out a lot. It was in the last show, but it got cut out. I want to bring up Whitney Houston again, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> How can she claim? How can she claim in that song? What's that song? Uh, the Greatest Love. How can she no claim No matter what they take from me. They can't take away her dignity. Cannot take my dignity. Brandy, she was found floating face down in her bathtub. How much dignity does that woman have? She soiled herself, Timmy. I think it's... I think it's what? <laughs> she had poop floating in the top, Timmy. Brandy. When you die, no, your, I understand. your bowels you evacuate. You poop. No, no, no. I got... I got... You, I can't. Just... I can't. I mean, even on the best days, you you figure a warm bathtub, she was probably peeing it. But well, there's nothing died, wrong with that. No, I'm not saying. It's good for your skin. But you really should get out of the tub if you have to do anything other than pee, Brandy. That's what we're saying. No, I'm pretty sure you just you need to get out <laughs> if you have to go to the bathroom of, in any way. <laughs> you know, have you ever uh, experienced wallowing in your own filth? <laughs> can't say as I have. To try it sometime. But clearly, I was going to say, clearly you have. <laughs> All right. You have never woke up drunk in a ditch? Oh, I no. know she. Okay, I you always ever, make it out of the ditch. Have you ever woke up in your own vomit? Nope. Yeah, I don't believe that. I one time woke up to me. It's a true story. Mm -hmm. uh, woke up. Don't know how it happened. You know those hematomas, the, the, like the goose eggs, they turn yeah, purple? Yeah. I, I was married at the it's time. A hematoma. And, um, I woke up. I had a hematoma under my on my left cheekbone. Uh-huh. I had blood on my t-shirt and the entire bed was covered with quarters, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> because he wanted to throw dollar bills down and waller in it, but he's poor. I think he probably got he was trying to do his laundry. <laughs> I don't know. I I can't. And he had a roll of quarters I and he, the night. he broke it over his face. Well, I remember part of the night that I was playing cards, and then it got a little blurry from there. Um, but to this day, how I got the hematoma under my eye, I do not know, Timmy. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? I got none. I Paul, got none. Paul Ogazar. You know it was a good night, though. I feel like you were doing one of those, like, um, indecent proposal kind of things, but you just are poor. That's what I feel like. You were just rolling around in quarters. Yeah. No, I mean, it was just, there was so many quarters on the bed. There had to be like $30 worth. Of, I don't know how I fit them all on my own. And then I came home. When I came home, I just went to bed with the jeans I had on. And so the quarters just spread themselves out throughout the bed. What are your thoughts on that, Brandy? Idiot. That's Paul, Paul Ogersall was I born. just felt lucky when I woke up. I bet. Paul Ogazal was born on September 29th, Brandy, 1912, in the village in a little village in East Persia, uh, Germany, in Germany, which is close to where we're present day, which is present day Poland. So Maja probably knows this area. Uh, he was a legitimate child, Brandy, a legitimate child, illegitimate child of Marie oh. Saga, who was a farm worker. Hold on. Uh, Marie was very poor, Brandy. And she was ashamed of Paul because he had been born out of wedlock. Maurice, because it's his fault. Well, <laughs> she should be ashamed of him. Maybe she was. Maybe she felt shame that she had this kid out of wedlock. I don't know. But anyway, uh, her parents disowned the child and refused to recognize Paul as their grandchild, 
referring to him only as the bastard child. Hmm. So parent, grand, her, her parents, his grandparents were not very cool. That's hurtful. It is. That's not very cool at all. It's not his fault. My Marie, grandma used to call me. She used to call you that? Bastard child. Marie paid uh, little attention to Paul as he was growing up, Brandy, and would often uh, tell people that Paul was her nephew. Well, clearly. Paul was uh, relentlessly teased in school for being a bit different, Brandy. He would often go to school without eating breakfast and would rarely bathe. Hmm. His hair often was sticking up and his clothes disheveled. His uh, school teachers uh, would often make an example out of him by bringing him in front of the class and using him as an example of poor hygiene. Hmm. So this kid's getting, he's getting, not getting a break at home or at school. He was often beat, beat up by his classmates. On one occasion, several older boys uh, helped Paul while, or held Paul while numerous other classmates kicked him in the groin area. Oh, what did I see? That's just, there's no reason for that to me. Hmm. Another, turn you into a another time they made him take off his clothes and made him go home without wearing any clothes. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Seems a bit extreme. Sometimes the devil gone home with just carrying his shoes. I have carried my shoes home. Mm. And nothing else. Have you had no. to sneak in when you were living at home? Have you had to sneak in? Oh, yeah. Okay. You did the walk of shame like uh, Dude, Melania Trump when she was Dude, I did the walk of shame like a fucking a, boss. That's what exactly. I did. Exactly. When Melania Trump was a model, her walking down the runway, that was your walk of shame, devil. Walk, I That's how good that you were. That's how good you were. Yeah. Flipped right. her hair and just mm-hmm. yeah, mm. flipped, her, flipped her disheveled hair. She had that big hair, too. Mm. Oh, you she had the big hair, streaks of makeup, looking like a raccoon. But you but know what? Just I owned it. all of it. I owned it yeah. all. Goddamn right. <laughs> Girls was just as mean to Paul, Brandy. They would often tease him and call him ugly. When Paul sent a love note to one of his young classmates, she read it aloud to the class and called him a beast. Oh, a beast. A beast. I don't think it was a compliment. Mm. <laughs> Paul's uh, home so, life. Because sometimes beasts can be like, oh, you beast. Oh, yeah. I've been called a beast before. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> mm. Paul's life, <laughs> Paul's home life, Brandy, was not much better. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy. His mother beat him for the slightest infractions. She used a belt and would often beat his bare legs until they bled. The, well, what did he, he do? See, I feel like we're only hearing one side of the story. We don't really know what he did. So you think we? Paul was an asshole and just not? But I mean, it's like when you come home and you you're thinking, okay, dinner. Oh, I got I got well, Oreos. He was, up he was born out of wedlock. Yeah, little bastard. <laughs> um, anyway, it's like when you think you got Oreos and uh-huh. stuff, and then you find out the little some bitches ate all your Oreos. So you're thinking he, he, this might be well-deserved is what you're saying. Exactly. Well, we don't know. We're okay. only hearing one side of the story, him well. getting beaten bloody with a belt. But Marie, he might have had it coming. Marie would, Brandy Marie, you're like this. Marie would often dress Paul in her old clothes. Oh, for Christ's sake, another <laughs> one of these? <laughs> Jesus Because God. she claimed she could not afford to buy him new clothes. This meant um, Paul was forced to wear women's underwear to school and the fact that the classmates became aware of and teased him about Brandy. How? How did they become aware of it? Because <laughs> he was wearing know. a goddamn dress. He took a leak. I, he was <laughs> he wearing, wearing bloomers. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe he maybe he bragged about it. <laughs> yeah, he felt pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Pauline. Come on, we've all slipped on a pair of women's underwear. In addition to being abusive. Oh, I know I have. <laughs> In addition to being abusive, Brandy, Marie was an alcoholic who left Paul alone while she, where she spent time at the beer halls. In Germany, beer halls are very popular. Ah. It is believed that she was also a part-time prostitute, Brandy, and would make Paul sleep outside when she brought a customer home in the evening. So he's sleeping outside in his, <laughs> his drawers. <laughs> hmm. It's a porch. Bastard, I got a John coming in. <laughs> you little bastard. You little shit. He's, he's not had a good life at this point. Uh, Marie made it very clear to Paul that she did not love him or want him in her life. So they're missing some kind of bond there, Brandy, Yeah. that you normally have with a mother-child. 
um, she would often tell him that he was a burden and she would not be able to find a husband as long as he was around. Well, she's mother of the year. In 1923, with Germany in the post-World War I Depression, Marie's financial situation became even worse, and she put Paul up for adoption. In 19- Probably the best thing that ever happened to him. <laughs> in 1924, the now 12-year-old uh, Paul was adopted by Johan, Johan, Orgazal, a farmer in Haviland, uh, Germany. He eventually took uh, Orgazal's surname name as his own, and he relocated. Uh, they re- relocated with the family near Berlin. So he's adopted now. Now, Johan's primary interest uh, in adopting uh, Paul was to... He needed help on the farm. Yeah, was free labor. Mm-hmm. He made it clear to Paul that he would never consider him his real son, but he would provide him food and shelter in exchange for his help around the farm. Still better than what his mom was doing. Yeah, he's not making him dress in women's bloomers. Yeah, or that we know sleep of. outside. For the next several years, Paul worked as a laborer on his adopted father's farm. In 1928, when he turned 16, Paul asked his adopted father for a small salary so he could save money to buy an automobile. Uh, his father refused and kicked Paul out of the house. There you go. Then Get out, you little bastard. Ask him for money. Every, always, you know, he was okay. Got greedy. Maybe, got greedy. Yeah, that's why got he got greedy. beat with the belt so much. With no family and friends at this point in his life, Paul found employment with a, in the steel fa- at a steel foundry just outside of Berlin. This was the first time Paul ever lived on his own. He rented a small flat and uh, that was beside. Oh, but uh, he rented a small flat and had a small dog. But besides that, he was completely alone. Paul kept to himself. He did not have any friends, and his co-workers at the foundry thought that he was very odd. And did not include him in any of their social outings. No reindeer games. So he was he was the Rudolph. Of yeah. Kinda. No yeah. reindeer games. Kinda Rudolph. Uh, around the same time, Paul became interested in politics. Colonel hmm. probably would have listened to rants and reasons if you you guys have been around then. Germany was. He would have listened to this one, but he would have lied about it. Germany probably even a serial killer is ashamed to admit they listened <laughs> to our show, Timmy. He's probably listened to it wearing his mama's bloomers. <laughs> yeah, wearing your mom, little dirty bastard. Germany was going through a severe economic depression and led to political upheaval throughout the country. Communists and Nazis were fighting to the death in the streets, and the country was on uh, edge and close to civil war. You know, don't you think we need a good commies and fascists fighting to the death? I think that happened last weekend in Oregon, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, it did. Believing the communists were a threat. Paul joined the Nazi Party, of course, Brandy's, uh, mm-hmm. Brandy's yeah. associates, in 1931 at the age of 18, Brandy. Jeez. Did you meet, see him at any of the meetings? I did not. <laughs> and the following year, he became a member of its uh, paramilitary branch, the SA, the Brown Shirts. Uh, the SA was Hitler's paramilitary force, which fought with the communists and anyone else who they did not support him. And after the Nazi seizure of power in 1933, Paul rose modestly in the party ranks. He found his association with the Nazi party also helped lead to better career opportunities for him, Brandy. So he's got some friends now. Well, that's how the devil got her job here. Yeah, through the Nazi party. She, he's got some friends now, Brandy. It's through you. He's got, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he's never got, mind. He's got a small dog. Well, he's got some yeah. friends. He's got some Nazi friends. And he's wearing his mama bloomers. So what happens next? You know what? It just did occur to me. I am the one that interviewed you and hired you originally anyway. No, I think you were. I think you weren't going to hire her and then I hired her. No, when she originally oh, started originally. with the original company, I interviewed you and hired you. Uh, we all make mistakes. Well, no, when I came back. Okay, when you came back, yeah. Yeah. I knew better. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah you did. Goddamn right I knew better. Yeah, that was not one of your better days. <laughs> oh, no. That's one it's of those days. what you get for I coming had. to work drunk. <laughs> it is. It's like, fuck it, I don't care. Oh, Brandy is a fine addition. All right. So in 1934, Paul was hired as a plate layer. Oh, you've mm. been a plate layer, Colonel. By the National <laughs> Railroad. Oh, he's a candy dancer. He is. He's a hobo. <laughs> Deutsch Reichbahn. That's that how close. he got all rapey, being a hobo. Can you say it better? Yeah. Okay. I said it was close. Well, 
and steadily worked his way up through the organization, eventually working as an assistant signalman. Ooh. Ooh. Well, he's not a signalman. Well, no, this is crazy. <laughs> now, you gotta, because he probably tries to get ladies into bed telling them that he's a singleman. Oh, well, for sure. Yeah. But uh, he's assistant. He's an assistant singleman at this point. Right. He just stands around. I don't know what they do. They hand the flag to the sing I, singleman. Colonel, do you know what an assistant singleman assi does? Yeah. A signalman. Um, it's when the signalman's the. I think he brings sandwiches to the signalman. Because uh -huh. he's waving those flags all day. Uh huh. And his arms get tired. Uh -huh. And then for like 15 minutes, the assistant has to come in. No, oh, I think he just brings the guy sandwiches. Yeah, he's because, a signalman apprentice, is what well, he is. Well, because when he's actually out there waving the flags, he's a singleman. Right, Brandy? He's a signal. signal yeah. Man. He's a he single man? At that point. Well, he's a single man, too. Because he just has a dog. He don't have many friends. He's we don't know okay. the relationship between going, him and he's, the dog. He's probably man. not going to have very... He's probably going to stay single if he's wearing his mother's bloomers. <laughs> he's still wearing his mom's bloomers. Do we bloomers. know that he's still wearing his mom's bloomers? <laughs> We're pretty sure <laughs> he did. you just assuming? No, he felt pretty when he wore them, so he just kept wearing them. <laughs> Do you so, know he's not? No. no. So right. he's an assistant... Signalman yes. at a station in the eastern suburbs of Berlin. Nice. The job paid well, and Paul gained a degree of respect for his hard work and skills. Yes, Colonel. He, had mad skills. he could wave those flags. He could wave like a flag. You know what I bet he got? I bet he got some kind of an award at work, Brandy. He probably did. Chuck's never gotten an award at work. <laughs> How long not. has he been there? But this guy did. I, he, don't, I don't even know. Probably longer than this guy's been a signalman. Chuck, Chuck hired you, and you've already received four or five. I <laughs> received an award within my first two months of yeah. being here. <laughs> I, I got one the first year, but I don't think Chuck's got No, he's never got well, one. Well, it's, you know, it's, some things take a little bit of time. To me, it's just I've only been here 13 years now. Susan I'm, Lucci. Yeah, that's what he is. <laughs> he is like he's always much. a bridesmaid. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're the county side piece. <laughs> Everybody likes me. They're just ashamed he's a to admit it. Yeah. Uh, the one thing still missing from Paul's life was someone to share it with. Oh, that's he, he wants a woman. Yeah, the 19, greatest love of all. Well, in 1937, Paul met a saleswoman named Gertrude. Zingleman uh, vacuum. She was selling Gertie. vacuums. Gertie. Oh yeah. See, that's not a good. You can't whore out when you're doing the nasty. You can't scream out Gertie. Yeah. You know? Oh, evidently oh, you dirty can. Gertie. Dirty Gertie. Or Trudy. Dirty, dirty. Maybe dirty call Gertie. her Trudy. Dirty Gertie. I like. But that. I'm gonna call her Gertie. Okay. Gertie was two years older than Paul. Uh, she oh, was, an older woman. Mm -hmm. Cougar. Wait a minute. <laughs> wow. She was three months pregnant when she met Paul, right. but he didn't seem to care. Oh, no. Ow, ow, ow. You know what the right, fetus right was like? Ow, That's what they call it. that. Riding the hump, Gertie, who already had one child, uh, who had one child who was six years old, and agreed, she agreed to marry Paul when he proposed. Well, see, there's a lot of um, she out a lot of wedlock birth. You know, what that, you know what that baby did when it came out to what? me? It went over to this little bastard and started poking him in the forehead. <laughs> Well, they're it both, was like, they're how's both that feel, bastards. motherfucker? How do you like that? Well, well I think we have three here because she had another child, right? Right. Well, no, she had another child, so that's one. Well, she was three months pregnant. Do you think? That's two. Do you think if she would, he would ever landed her though if he wasn't a single man? I doubt it. <laughs> so the marriage was not a happy one. Have you ever dated a Gandhi dancer? Brandy? Oh, here we go. Huh? I've not. The marriage was not a happy one, as Gertie dated several other men during their marriage. Oh, Dirty Gertie. That's why she got the I, name. You think she got pregnant? Well, <laughs> obviously she's had other relationships. She would spend her evenings at the beer halls while Paul stayed home and babysat the children. Mm, sound like a good yeah, arrangement it there is kind of Gertie. A, yeah. Gertie made out okay there. And here, wear my underwear, bitch. <laughs> you got to get up in the morning and signal. Yeah, he's yeah. got shit to do. <laughs> In 1938, Paul started experiencing severe migraine headaches. Yeah, that's Gertie. Doctors were unable to find the syphilis. Doctors were unable to find the cause of the headaches, and they continued to grow worse. At times, the headaches were so severe, Paul would wake from a deep sleep in terrible pain. Yeah, I don't like that. The headaches seemed to change Paul's personality as well. Paul well, and Gertie. Why didn't he take Bayer aspirin since that's in Germany? Right? I don't know, or some Excedrin or something. Paul and Gertie, or didn't they have, like, can you take cocaine for an... Uh, for you could. Yeah. What you was could. it? Landrum or... Laudlum? Laudlum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul and Gertie began to argue a great deal, and he was soon threatening her and the children. Ah. He began to have fantasies about raping and killing young women. Yeah, see, he went. The, he, he made a left there. So <laughs> he he's, he's got a tumor. Yeah. His co-workers noticed it's the changes. It's a tumor. It is a tumor. The, his co-workers noticed the changes as well. 
Before the headaches, Paul was always very quiet at work, but now seemed to have a chip on his shoulder, especially when it came to women. Actually, he has a bump on his head. <laughs> he would call a all the... on his head, yeah. not a chip on his shoulder. He would call f- all the female passengers whores under his breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's face it. <laughs> let's face But, I mean, a lot of times you, you got to... You don't really hear it a lot of times when you're walking through the hallways here. People are saying that. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're not doing that. Next stop, Brighton. Or. <laughs> yeah. God. All right. So in September. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, it was not long before Paul would begin acting out in more violent ways. In September of 1939, Germany invaded Poland. In response to this attack, Great Britain and France declared... Well, declared war on Germany. Germany's cities became targets of an ally of Allied airstrikes. At the start of the war, the airstrikes occurred only at night. To limit the damage and keep its citizens safe, Germany instituted blackouts, and Berlin citizens were encouraged to find safety in air raid shelters located in every part of the city. Oh, you know they had sex in those air raid shelters. Oh, it smelled down there. It was like a it was like a fish market, Timmy. Come vest, Brandy. <laughs> While most citizens of Berlin were horrified. Come a palooza. <laughs> Nothing smells worse than come a palooza, Brandy. Made the trains go faster. <laughs> While most citizens Sticky of Berlin though. were horrified at the thought of their city being bombed, for Paul it provided the perfect cover for him to live out his violent fantasies. In October of 1939, Paul embarked on a series of violent attacks. You know, I... You know, right before we we started bombing uh, Baghdad in 2004, whenever mm-hmm. it was, right? They were interviewing. I was watching the news. They were interviewing this guy on the street, this man on the street interviews, and they asked this guy, you know, what what he thought of the what's you know what what he thought of the war, what what he thought he, what was going to happen once the Allies started. Attacking. Tucker didn't even know we were at war. No, did he? he did. He had like a list of like four people he wanted to kill. <laughs> And he's telling this to the news yeah. guy. Yeah. So you know a lot of that shit went on. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Jesus. Uh, let's see. See, so, we need some nighttime bombings here. Wouldn't it couldn't hurt. Couldn't Brandy. hurt. Yeah. In, so Paul, in 1939, Paul embarked on a series of violent attacks, randomly sexually assaulting and raping, and that, the redundant, but uh, dozens of women in and around a Berlin suburb. At the time, the neighborhood was populated mostly by housewives, whose husbands had been called to serve, called up to serve in World War II. It was these vulnerable women who initially served as Paul's primary source of victims. Well, now, now he's getting even for all the shit, you know, making aware, having to wear his mama's mm-hmm. bloomers. I and know. Uh, police would later document 31 separate cases of rape and other sexual assaults well, that occurred cool. in the area. And that's before they had a real good database to keep track of. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. uh, some I think while Other than Nazi probably had, Nazis probably had a pretty good system, though. They're well, that's organized. true. They kept track of their shit, yeah. <laughs> During his attacks, Paul would either choke his victims, threaten them with a knife, or bludgeon them with a blunt object. And in their statements, all of the victims... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mentioned their attacker wore a railroad workers, a rail, a railway workers uniform. <laughs> what a fucking dumbass! Was he carrying and, a flag? And, and no, over and his yeah. name tag? over his sleeve is <laughs> Roy Paul, yeah. his assistant signalman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you have? His, yeah, he had his name tag on. What an idiot! Well, that, that throws him off, though. Oh. Mm-hmm. Paul first began attempting to murder some of his victims during this time. However, his initial attempts were met with little success. <laughs> He's a fuck up. Yeah. Between October 1939 and July 1940, Paul attacked and stabbed three different women, all of whom recovered and later served as witnesses against him. Bitches be testifying, Brandy. (laughs) You know, if you're going to stab somebody, they're probably going to testify against you. Yeah. Yeah, they don't like that. People no. don't like that. It's it's one of those things that, you know, a lot of crimes are perpetrated against other people, sometimes go unreported. But That's stabbing, what I like about having him on the podcast. We always learn something, Brandy. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's crimes, speaking. and we all know that there's ugly crimes that people commit, domestic violence type things and things like that. They go underreported. But when stabbings happen... They almost always get reported. Yeah, people don't like that. Yeah, because they bleed. They bleed out. It it hurts. In August. It does, Brandy. You got to admit, Brandy, it does hurt. You ever been stabbed, though? I I know. You've never been stabbed? (laughs) There's some stabby people on our Facebook page. There are some stabby people. You ever been stabbed? No. Which is surprising, surprising. given his caliber. I've never been stabbed. Well, given his. I'm proud to say. Timmy, your world travels. That's what I mean. Timmy's been to like 39 different countries in the last two years and never been stabbed. Proud to say. I've never been stabbed, but I almost was ran over by a scooter. (laughs) I know. I know. That's horrifying for you. It was traumatic. In August of 1940, he savagely bludgeoned another woman after raping her on board the S Bahn. So he's not even trying to get. He's wearing his uniform and he's on the S Bahn. Oh, yeah, and he's Look, doing all the nasty. What, with your girly hands? What? That's my that's my stab wound right there. Okay. I, Look, that's oh, my yeah, scar from the yeah, stab. <laughs> While her husband... So, so, wait a minute, here we go. Okay. He attempted to rape this other woman on the S-Bahn train... Oh, in an S-Bahn station where her husband and brother-in-law, whom Paul had failed to notice, rushed to her aid after she screamed for help. Hold on. You know, here, here's how you get out. If you ever get attacked. You don't shit where you eat. Why are you doing it at work? <laughs> if you ever get attacked on the subway or on the bus or something, yes. when they're get attacking you, just pull that little thing down to ring the bell the next stop. They have to let you go off. They <laughs> do. I think it's it's, it's like it's dibs. Law. It's dibs. <laughs> yeah. Pulling the thing is like dibs. Yeah. The train's got to stop. Next stop. Yeah. you got to quit being rapey and yeah. let the person go. What a fucking idiot. So so her husband and... Who yeah, so he's at an S-Bond station, probably wearing his uniform, right. savagely beating this woman and raping her. She screams. Her husband and brother-in-law come running. Hey, here's what I want to know. So his brother, her husband, his brother. They intervened. Probably. How does some bitch walk away from it? Paul managed to escape after being severely beaten. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> in, the light of this, in light of this close call, Paul changed his M.O., fashioning it into the approach he later employed with more success against most of his subsequent victims. Wearing his work uniform, <laughs> Paul lurked aboard empty cars waiting for potential uh, victims as the train's passengers cars, passenger cars were not illuminated at the time because of the wartime blackout. See, he was, so he was like a werewolf hanging out. Yeah. It's like the werewolf of London and uh, hanging out. Nope. Werewolf London. Paul, <laughs> Paul See, relied. See, things too. Mm, Paul relied. Is that what we call it? <laughs> I call it I call it cat being hit by a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> Still call it that. Uh, Paul relied heavily on the fact that lone female passengers were not suspicious of a uniformed employee of the S-Bahn approaching them. And asking them for their ticket. Well, Brandy, would you be uh, would you be caught off guard if you saw an S bond employee walking down the aisle? You would just think it was naturally. That well, not if I was on the train. Right. No, I probably would not. You probably wouldn't raise an alarm. It, with you. Could you would imagine not. this poor uh, mama's underwear and some bitch? 
He's got blue the devil walking down the aisle and him jumping out trying to molest and assault her. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, yeah, that would be a bad yeah, night for the, him. I, I do not like that. Yeah, you get the wrong, the wrong <laughs> lady. If you have, if you've known her for thirteen years, you can't even hug her without getting pummeled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that. I don't. Personal space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of serial killers invade personal space, Brandy. They do. I think it's rude. Uh, let's see. Once the women were distracted, Paul attacked, strangling or striking the victim in the head with a two-inch thick piece of lead-encased telephone cable. Sweet Christ. Paul finally committed his first murder on October 4th, 1940, when he stabbed 20-year-old mother of two, another Gertrude, Gertrude Gerda Ditter. There's a lot of girders out there. Whose husband, Arthur, was away in the military. You cannot swing a dead cat, a dead German shepherd, without hitting a girder. Well, he stabbed her to death in her Berlin home, where they had met for what she believed to be a tryst. Oh, Colonel, have you ever had a tryst in your life? A tryst? Uh Uh-huh. Is that a cracker? Yes. Two months later, Paul claimed his second and third victims... When on the evening of December 4th, 1940, he killed passenger Elfriede Frank, crushing her skull with an iron bar before hurling her corpse from the moving train. Oh. Less than an hour after he See, murdered, now you're, it, it's really bad if you're the guy walking down the street when this corpse comes out of the tr- Right, comes <laughs> flying out. Yeah. yeah. Well, hold on. Okay, so hold on. Okay, so less than an hour after he murdered Frank, Paul encountered 19-year-old... <laughs> Her name's Ermagod. 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 No way. Ermagod. Ermagod. That's a nice German name. Her name. Yeah. Her name is Ermagard. Okay. Oh, that's it. Ermagard. Ermagard. Okay. <laughs> Freeze. I'm sorry. Had... She probably wore comfortable shoes. <laughs> It sounds like one of those protective devices you will buy. Irma guard. Sounds like, a, sounds like sounds, a dominatrix. It type. sounds like a valley girl. Oh my god. Oh my god. Seriously. No, it's just Irma guard. It's like uh, you know one over, of those over things. In Germany, it's like they're, a, they're in that BDSM over there. Brandy. Oh, I don't know. Into a big over there. Yeah, Every I don't German. Know, I don't know it. if Brandy understands what that means. You might want to tell her. What? BDSM. What? No. Shut. It, it's it. beating, spanking. Um, what no, is there's it? a lot of masturbating. Yeah. There's a lot happening there. So this poor... Motherhood. This poor girl. That's what the M stands She's just yeah. minding her business, walking home, and this son of a bitch, he gets her... He just encounters her on the street and then rapes her before also bludgeoning her to death. Poor baby. On September 22nd, 1940... Can, you know what? I don't, Can't you just walk by and say hello? No, I guess, man. What happened to that? Well, you're walking around with your mama's bloomers. You're probably <laughs> you get, pretty angry. And they're probably... And you're babysitting your girlfriend. Babysitting <laughs> while your girlfriend's going out whoring around. Wife, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, wife, yeah. She's out whoring around. On December 22nd, 1940... Got a tumor. Railroads discovered the body of a fourth victim, Elizabeth Bung- Bunganer. Okay. Bungho? No. Uh, discarded alongside the railroad tracks. A medical examination determined that she died as a result of a fractured skull. I wonder if she was thrown out of the train as well. Six days later, the police recovered the body of 22-year-old Gertrude, Jesus, Seawart. Another Gertrude. Yeah. On the morning after she'd been assaulted and thrown from the train by Paul. So there's bodies just flying off this train. He's throwing people off the train. And, you know, they're just now getting around to finding them what's your thoughts on this so far brandy lots of gerties <laughs> lots well, of flying gerties lots of them eventually That's, timmy yeah. all dastardly things must come to an end okay now suffering from exposure and various life-threatening traumas this guy should have been called the gertie killer seriously Sia was rushed to the hospital where she eventually died from her injuries. Mm-hmm. Now, the scene repeated itself on January 5, 1941. 1941, Brandon. When unconscious body of Hedwig Ebauer, Hedwig. Who was then five Hedy. months pregnant, was located near the S-Bahn. There's no way a woman named Hedwig looks good. Not often, no. Well, no. not after what happened to her, I'm sure. Well, Paul had unsuccessfully attempted to strangle her before throwing her from the train alive. Because you know strangling takes a long time. It's not like you see on TV, Colonel. 
It takes a lot of They effort. pass out pretty quickly, but then, yes, yeah, the mean, actual strangulation takes a while. If you use piano yes. wire, it goes faster. But anyway, <clears throat> like Seward, <laughs> Hedwig Ebau had succumbed to an injury later in the day. She never regained consciousness. The remains of his seventh victim, Joanna Voigt, another pregnant mother of three, see, he had a Jesus. thing about pregnant women, right in the was found. An autopsy confirmed what I most suspected. She died as a result of repeated blows R to the H. head and injuries sustained after being thrown. See, this is where that movie, Throw, throw Mama, Mama from, from the, the train. train, that's where they got this throw idea Gerda from. Throw from the train. Throw from the train. Now, given the obvious similarities in the various this crimes, is sad. Thing, yeah, it, I mean, and he's using these people are scared to death anyway because they're getting bombed, yeah. right? You know, and, and he's the using people, that after advantage. what appears to be what we've read like thirty-five victims. Germany had realized they had a serial killer loose in this Berlin. This fucker's claiming more victims in the war. Yeah, <laughs> he's killed more people than fucking the Nazis are. He's killed more people than the SS. <laughs> Jesus, they're Christ. like they're like. Bringing him in to like do in 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 house training, in house training, yeah, <laughs> in service. <laughs> you got Himmler taking notes there in the back. Just pitch him from the train. So anyway, two of his previous victims who had survived being raped and thrown from the spawn, thats pretty goddamn impressive, right there. It's Some all how you land, after Colonel. being thrown from the train. It's all how you land. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy's been thrown from many a train. <laughs> I've, I've, I've. I've, well, uh, you know, or jumped I want to say, from I want to say jumped. It's more jumped than thrown. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you it's how you like land. a James Bond thing where yeah, you, you run on top of the thing and jumping off. You got to put, you know, you put your hand down first. You're going to try to land feet first if you can. But you got to give no, a No, you bit. don't. You got to give, give a little bit because if you don't, you break your you break your legs. Break your hip. But don't 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 land on your head. That's that, that that's not good, Brandy. Oh, you can live through it. Mm. Now. All this domestic news coverage at the time was either controlled or heavily censored. You can live through it, but censored. then the rest of your life you're slobbering. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you are. Now, this was the type of true news items uh -huh. yeah, that's that probably... might damage the wartime morale. So the Ministry of Public... <laughs> you think it might be damaging to morale? <laughs> might be. Might be. The Ministry <laughs> of Public Enlightenment and Propaganda under Joseph Goebbels. There it is. Um, Brandy's good friend. <laughs> the great uncle. Mm -hmm. um, even issued a directive to German journalists saying, "Ixnay on the murder a." Yeah, come on, knock yeah. shit out. Nine, we nine, nine, nine. Now this the censorship not only interfered with this investigation, but it made police impossible to warn potential victims. Yeah, so they're not telling anyone. They're gonna kind of keep it under wraps. Brandy. But they put a police operation it's hard to do underway. When people, are, people keep seeing people fly from the train. Right. <laughs> You're not really seeing that. <laughs> they were doing Jedi mind tricks on people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, she jumped. Yeah. Oh, another jumper. <laughs> so anyway, um, the police operation was underway, and they interviewed 5,000 of Berlin's 8,000 rail, railway workers, and they doubled patrols. The Nazi party dispatched some of its functionaries to personally protect unaccompanied women who commuted through the area. Police officers disguised as females, and, you know, mm. back then when they had the little Hitler mustaches, it was kind of a dead giveaway that they weren't females. Yeah. Um, and female detectives. Motherfucker, they really did take men and disguise them as females and then use female detectives. So they put they put the cops in drag? They did. And had them ride the train? Yeah. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Well, that was a smart move. All right. Oh, you know those guys liked it. They were, but anyway. They were wearing their mother's. They, as well. they were used as beta board second class carriages and anyway other detective they got disguised as railway railway workers timmy hmm. and at each station each commuter was watched hmm. even paul orgasval volunteered for a job of escorting solitary women during the night hours see i would not want him as my escort brandy i would not no no that would, would not. that Despite would be bad this effort they didn't catch more than a handful of petty criminals. Now, however, the increased police attention did prompt Paul to become cautiously inactive for nearly five months following the murder. Cautiously inactive, Brandy. He didn't do anything till July 3rd, 1941. He was getting ready to celebrate July 4th, Independence Day. Yes, Brandy. 
I don't know if they do that in Germany. I don't. I anyway, don't believe they do. <laughs> he claimed his eighth and final victim, 30-year-old Frida, whatever. Frida. Crazy German last name. Kozor. Mm -hmm. He raped her, bludgeoned her, and uh, tried to throw her from the train, but he did. You think he has an anger issues, Randy? Maybe some, especially to women and pregnant women named Gertie. Now, around this time, his, his, his co-workers be began to suspect it was him. Mm. He made, and see, I do not approve of this. Okay. He would often make, Mr. John, make what? Very anti-woman statements, misogynistic statements, oh, devil. Uh, Brandy, we would, uh, Chuck and I oppose to those sorts of statements. We do. Statements. As, as Lyndon B. Johnson once said, Timmy. I love women. He did say, I am firmly, I firmly believe in one policy. What's that? Women. Uh -huh. He said that. Really? Mm hmm. He called his, uh, he, he called his, uh, uh, Johnson, a uh, jumbo. Jumbo. Brandy. That we, you know. Yes, I'm aware. Timmy, uh, on the rants page, Karen uh -huh. has such a fascination with this. Uh -huh. We're going to do Johnson Wednesday every Wednesday. Just this guy was crazy. Do you know he had a bell installed, a buzzer installed, uh -huh. because he was he was he was humping his secretary. Oh yeah, yeah. In case Ladybird, case Ladybird yeah. came up, he had a buzzer installed. Well, first of all, you never should be married to someone named Ladybird, Brandy. Well, that's a stupid name. Yeah. He also had a shot. Is it another true story about him? Mm -hmm. When they were talking about the bombing of Hanoi, mm -hmm. off the record with reporters, mm -hmm. they asked him why he bombed Hanoi. He literally whipped out his dick and set it on the table and said, that's why. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Sounds accurate. Mm -hmm. All right. That's what I'm going to start doing in meetings nope. around here. Nope. No. <laughs> I'm a, I'm why did you do that? I'm just going to. I'm a fur. I'm not. Whip it out. I'm nope. Drop it on the table. Nope. That's why, God damn it. I'm against that in that's all why. forms. Well, anyway, police. I think HR would have a problem with that, Brandy. Yeah, uh, at the very least. It's kind of, they got well, but it'll give me it'll give me an excuse to carry around my fabric scissors. <laughs> Good point. So go uh, ahead. Anyway, um, he'll be police wearing start, his mother's bloomers before you know it. His coworkers mm. began to suspect him. He made um, these very nasty statements to coworkers and talked often. He was making these misogynistic statements, and his coworkers. So he's anti-woman, like, basically. It appears from his actions, it appears from words, deeds, and actions, Timmy, that he was anti-woman. Yeah, we're pro-women, Chuck and I. We are pro-women. We like breast. <laughs> and you are especially in favor of pro-women. Yeah, yeah, I like pro-women, Brandy. Yeah. I know you do. There's now, nothing anyway, wrong with professional women. A co-worker reported to police that Paul often climbed over the fence at a railway depot during work. Paul just said he sneaked out to meet a mistress whose husband was in the army. That's a that's a seedy little thing to that's do. That's not. That, I mean, that, that I wouldn't use that as an excuse. You're at time of war, and you're ta your your yeah. excuses. You're banging, I'm banging some, the sergeant. Yeah, his wife. Banging the sergeant's wife. Police inspected his railway uniforms, and all of them had numerous blood stains. But they had semen on them too, Brandy. And an intimi intimidating interrogation set in a small room under the light of single of a single light bulb. Mm. Paul was confronted with one of his severely injured victims and a tray with the skulls taken from several of his other victims. Yeah, well, you did this, Paul. Admit it. Nine. Uh, nine. I, I've never nine. seen. I've never seen those skulls before. <laughs> no, was it me? I wouldn't know their skulls. Look like at me. Was it me? <laughs> those skulls like could be anybody. Paul confessed. Fuck <laughs> it, you got me. Yet he blamed the murder spree on alcoholism and claimed that a Jewish doctor yep. had treated <laughs> him. And that'll do it. Play yep. the old Jew card. Play the Jew card. Had treated him incompetently for gonorrhea. Really? He had the gonorrhea. Of course he had the he gonorrhea. Had the clap, Randy. He pled guilty to eight murders, six attempted murders, and 31 cases of sexual assault, including the rapes. He was sentenced to death. Da, da, da. Yeah. Death, Brandy. The final charges against him were just criminal violence. He was declared an enemy of the people by the Nazi regime and executed by guillotine. The motherfucker was thrown out of the Nazi party, Brandy. Why didn't yeah. they toss him <laughs> off? Oh, wait, yeah, what do you have to do uh, for these that? These people <laughs> killed six, seven million people. 
and they tossed this son bitch out. We don't know him. We don't know this guy. This guy ain't part of our group. Never, never seen him before. He he in no way represents the Nazi Party. His views and actions in no way represent the Nazi Party. So he got the guillotine. So they they lopped his head right off. They should have thrown him from the train. Mm-hmm. A right. bunch of times They should have thrown him From a slow moving train Like Like 10 miles an hour uh-huh. They should have Tied his hands Behind his back mm-hmm. And then just kept Throwing him From the train That's Colonel Clink's justice Yeah Colonel Clink justice They should have just So you were on the same level As Clink Colonel Clink You, mm, you yeah. guys are peers Oh yeah Oh yeah Yeah. I got a monocle You've seen it Yeah Brandy your thoughts On the Colonel Having a monocle <laughs> I'd like to see you wear it, I think. Brandy, your final thoughts on the S-Bahn killer. He's a dick. Yeah. What an um, asswipe. Okay. Uh, Colonel, your final thoughts on this story. Well, I think you got to be pretty fucked up for the Nazis to say you are not moral enough to be in our group. <laughs> you got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandy, did you like this story? Is it something you would tell Noah uh, at bedtime? No, I will not. <laughs> Although he would enjoy it a great deal. I will not be telling him that. Are you ready for DweebCon coming up the first weekend of October? I'm excited. I still need to book my room. But, yeah, okay. I'm pumped. I'm ready. Okay. Well, you live here in Cincinnati. I just want to make sure you know that. So you may not need a room. I'm fully aware of where I live. <laughs> Although I live, you know, about, you know, 30 miles I north. So, so you're going to stay downtown. So I'm going to stay downtown okay. because. And you're going to be mingle with the people. Yeah. Okay. I'm just worried. I don't want to mingle I, with myself. I just don't want people to touch me, Brandy. I worry about that. I, I know you do. <laughs> Rest assured, and I hope nobody will mother, touch you. I hope none of those motherfuckers are riding scooters because I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not, not going to be happy if that's the case. I know. I know. Scooters are scary. Uh, Colonel, are you ready for DweebCon 2018? I am quite ready for DweebCon, Timmy. We are. We are rehearsing our pips. Uh, we're going to have a live show. And, and, woo, 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 woo. Okay, Stop go. it. We're going to do, we're going to be, uh, we're going to have a live show. And uh, we got two Jason. mustard gray polyester three piece suits yes. coming in. Tim. Yes, and they're sharp, Brandy. Mm. Oh, and they're, they're tight in the crotch, mm. Timmy. And we've got they some platform shoes. God damn right we do. I bought some elevator shoes and they went down, Brandy. <laughs> Me and Timmy might just go get the get the big hair before. Oh, we'll then. get afros. Yeah. Oh, get yeah, afros. we would. Yeah. We're gonna have afros, Brandy. Your oh, thoughts that'll on be that? Fine. I'm all if I'm all in for that. All right, that's at DweebCon. Jason Dykes, of course, is working on the script for us, and people coming from far and near, Brandy, to spend time with us. And I just hope no one talks to me or touches me. <laughs> I bet we can arrange it. <laughs> well, let, let's thank our Patreons. We really do appreciate yes. it. Um, yes. Let's thank our Patreon supporters. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historydweez where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Or just a wee little bit, Timmy. Okay, Colonel, hit it. How you like that, Brandy? Here's our Patreon supporters. Jim Seabright, Andrew Scammell, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Terry Stratford, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savoda, Per Westman, Maggie Glover, Gracie's Mom, Erica Kinney, Hiro, uh, the Comeback Pirate, Comeback Pirates. Comeback Podcast. And maybe the Comeback Pirates, too. Yeah. Maybe they gave something. Uh, Miss K. Barr, Reen, Marissa Albanese, Bridget Clavey, Phyllis Munson, Jennifer Riker-Smith, Stephen Stephen Potts. I love Stephen. Anna Garrett, Ben Dubrovich, Ursula, Clark and Diane, Trowbridge, World Travelers, Beth Ann Wallen, Michelle Johns, Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Jess, Leanne Flanagan, Julia Rodriguez, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Tyrone, Marsha Boris, Stacey Alsop, Judy and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson, They Walk Among Us, Lorna Violet, Michael Dale, Kelly Charette, Karen Widener, Timmy? Yes, lovely Karen Widener. Um, the lovely Callie Jones, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Pleasing Terrors with Mike Brown, Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Kimberly Cameron, Elise Edrington, History Goes Bump, Andrew Amber Trevino, and at Petray, Lise, Lahara, Lopez, Alicia and Chip Mincy, Marquia Smith, Jeff and Don Chestnut with Backroads to History and Poetry by Jeff, Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Melissa Montoya, Maja, Shelley Garrett. 
Yes, of the Rants and Reasons. Podcast. Yes, my uh, my other co-host, Carolise Christy Malachinsky, Adam McWaters, the Rants and Reason Podcast. We've Very good podcast. There twice. Yes. Paula Kimes, the Vanish Podcast, Canadian True Crime Podcast with Christy Lee, who has the most perfect teeth in podcasting. Yes. Charlie from Insight, Angela Santos, Lydia Wasson Fisher, Kim Stroop, Nicole Adams, Ron Monastero, Tracy Smith, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Cheryl LeBlanc Weldon, Lady Beverly, of course, the Timmy. Lovely Lady Beverly. Yes. Um, Veronica Moreno is a new one. We appreciate that. Chris Lane is a new one. Alexandra, Elaine Baker, Vivian Vaca, of course, Rudy, the world's most dangerous canine. The Wonder Dog. Lady Beverly. Yeah, twice. And this one we hope made you happy, Miss Dottie, because there were lots of people being thrown from the train. She, you know she likes a big body count. Yeah, she does like a large body count. So, um, so And the lady we do it all for, Dottie Scott. All right. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.